Hello and welcome to The M Word, where we have uncensored conversations on all things marketing. We're your hosts, Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgard. For season two, our conversations are focused on brand. Listen in for ideas you can use for your brand. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to The M Word. Today, we're talking with Kim Klingler, Executive Director of the Columbia Pike Partnership. Kim is well known in the Arlington, Virginia community through the many hats and roles she has held in her career, including chair of Arlington's Emergency Preparedness Advisory Committee and chair of the Arlington Committee of 100. Kim was named to Arlington's inaugural 40 Under 40 class and is an alumna of the Leadership Arlington class of 2007. Kim is a graduate of the Sorensen Political Leadership Program at the University of Virginia and has a BS from James Madison University. We got to know Kim last year when Arlington Strategy was hired to support the organization through a rebranding. Today we revisit that process and Kim shares how leading the rebranding was her first order of business when she was hired. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, which is full of plenty tips and advice for a rebrand. And if you like what you hear, we would appreciate a review after the show. Here we go. We're so sorry that the sound quality on today's episode is not up to par, but we really didn't want you to miss our awesome conversation with Kim Klingler. Please enjoy, and thank you for understanding. Hi, Kim. Hello. How are you? We're good. We're so excited to have you here talking with us today. Me too. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's great to be here. Of course. Well, we are talking about brand again today, and Kim, I would love to know, when you hear brand, what does that mean to you? Such an interesting, complex question, because brand means, what is your identity? Uh, How do you feel about yourself? But then it's also really about, how do people perceive you? And what you think you are displaying to the world is that is that truly what is resonating? And that's why I think brand is so important, and yet it's so complex and sometimes just so challenging in general. I, I agree, and I think you know your role is a head of a nonprofit organization, a community group. Um, you know, and you, your organization might not be talking about brand in the same way that a, you know, a business or a retail organization who's out making sales all the time. But, you know, give us a little insight because, you know, we'll get to this, that you've, you've led your organization through a rebrand, but, you know, does it come up if in the business sense around the boardroom uh, table with your board or with your stakeholders? It, you know, is it ever part of the conversation? I would have to say yes, but they wouldn't necessarily identify it as brand. And that was took some education as well. Um, it did absolutely come up in conversation, but just not in that context. I think it was my first board meeting when I was on board and we were the Columbia Pipe Revitalization Organization. First board meeting, 15 minutes in, we're talking about priorities and the first one that hits is we want a new name. And so the big question was, okay, this wasn't necessarily something that was discussed earlier, but why do you want a new name? Why do you feel you need a new name? And that truly all came back to brand. Who is our, what is our identity? Who do we serve? What do we want to be when we grow up? And that started a very larger conversation that lasted, gosh, about two and a half years until we got to our new name and our new brand. Okay, so you're, you are hired, the board of directors hires you, but during your entire recruitment process, 
nobody clues you in that you're going to come in and rebrand the whole organization. Now that I think back on it, and you know how hindsight is 2020, there was kind of an in-between-the-lines type of comment. So, you know, I wasn't completely surprised, but it wasn't what I was expecting initially. And as you can imagine, in order, you guys know, in order to get to your new name and your new logo and your brand, it, it is a process. And it's not something where you can just flip a switch and do it in a month. And so really trying to understand how we got there was, it was an adventure, it was a journey. And trying to get everybody else to understand it was also a journey and not something we just flipped the switch on. Okay, so set the stage for us. Bring us, so the journey started at a board meeting when they wanted a new name. So take us on the journey from that conversation with your board of directors to your your unveiling, uh, which was not that many months ago. Absolutely. So I used to be a consultant for Deloitte. Uh, my background is management consulting and healthcare. And so I first needed to figure out what is the process. So I went ahead and spoke to the leadership over at Bridges Independence. I went and spoke to the Leadership Center for Excellence because they recently had gone through rebrandings and they had told me kind of the steps to follow. You need to go back and look at your values. You need to look at your vision. You need to look at your mission. You may need to go and do strategic planning. Of course, then I made a flowchart because that's what you do when you're trying to do something like this and show your board and show your stakeholders what happens. And during that point in time, I also went and spoke to Victor Hoskins, who was then in Fairfax to really understand who is Columbia Pike. We also were incredibly fortunate that we had a board member just joining around my same time who said, Kim, we should do something called an empathy brief. And what an empathy brief is, I first thought it was something like current state analysis. It's more than that. It's really diving in, figuring out how people feel about you. And to your point with brand, when they hear your name, what, and what are their initial gut reactions? And through that empathy brief, it really gave us insights into our vision and our values and our mission and who we wanted to be. Because the business community wanted us to be X, the residents wanted us to be Y, the county wanted us to be Z, and we were just pulling ourselves in way too many different directions. And so in order for us to get to our brand and our name and our logo, we went through a, quite a journey. It kind of looked like shoots and ladders on my little flow chart. But it, it really was great for the organization, and, and I feel like I'm so glad we went through that process. It did take two years, um, and who knew that when we said we wanted to rename ourselves at my first board meeting, that it was going to be two years later to do that. So where in that journey did you land on the name? Was that at the very end, or was that a driving factor of, you know, all the other work that went into defining who you were as an organization? I think it started, we, there was some work being done on the West End for construction. And it came to a point where really the community and the businesses were not engaged. They didn't know what was happening. And Karen Rosales from the credit union said it best, we need more partners. We need more partners because we're trying to do too much on our own and we are a small nonprofit. And so we started. We started to partner as much as we could for anything we did, whether or not it was advocacy, whether or not it was an event, whether or not it was some type of mixer, um, whether or not it was a volunteer activity. It was partnering. 
And through that, when we got our subgroup together to actually look at names, the word partner, 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 partnership, 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 just kept coming up. And we recognized, and I think this was after we had done our strategic, we were right in strategic planning when this happened. And so it just all kind of naturally evolved and occurred, which was really nice. Because a lot of times I've heard that sometimes you are shoehorning something. And for everyone on the board and all of our stakeholders to just kind of nod their head and say, okay, this name, yeah, yeah, it, it felt good. It felt really good. I want to ask a little bit more about that because I think a lot of organizations struggle with how many people do we include in the naming? How many people do we include in the decision making? It sounds like you had a pretty easy time that everyone agreed and, and it went smoothly, but did you have, you said a subgroup, did you have, was the subgroup the decision makers and they ultimately had the final say? Did you put it to a vote? No, and that's, that is a great question because we did get some, uh, we got some feedback uh, that maybe our process needed to be larger. Um, if you look at the same time, Langston Boulevard was renaming, mm -hmm. and they were going through a whole large community input process. Um, they also had some additional staff to support that. We had felt that the empathy brief, because that was over, gosh, a six-month time frame, um, interviewing key stakeholders uh, across Columbia Pike and outside of Columbia Pike, we felt that was kind of our initial community engagement. And some might criticize us for that because then we did say, based on that, based on that feedback, based upon meeting with community leaders, people just walking down the street, kind of getting that sample size, we moved forward. Um, we also made sure that county board members were at least had awareness and we had general consensus for, from them regarding our process. But one could say our process could have been larger. I think we would have still came to the same conclusion though, to be honest with you. And I'm really glad we started with the empathy brief because that set the foundation for all the work that we did. So I do have to sh thank, sh shout out to Shannon Bailey for that one because that set the foundation. It's interesting that you compare your process and sort of your analysis of your process to the renaming of Langston Boulevard, which you know, and I think a key difference a difference is Langston Boulevard, it's a, you know, it represents, well, doesn't represent, it, it it's a community street. It's mm -hmm. something that businesses are on, residents are on, but the Columbia Pike Partnership, you are not a county entity. You are not uh, part of the public sector in the traditional sense. Uh, but I'm hearing that you're you know, sort of that uh, inclusivity, that representation, mm -hmm. uh, you're judging yourself almost on that same standard of community input. Can you just speak to a little bit about like that, that representation and how that matters so much to your brand? Truly, it is a balancing act. Um, we are a 501c3, about 50% of our funding does come from the county. So we do, we do owe the county um, we owe them being engaged, being transparent, really reaching out to as many stakeholders as possible so everyone does feel included. At the same point in time too, you know, sometimes our job is to really listen to our community 
and to understand their needs. And it's not that the county's not trying to meet their needs, but we're on the ground. We are there on a daily basis. I mean, I walk my dog up and down Columbia Pike every single day. Well, normally it's the west end early in the week, the east end toward later in the week. But we are on the ground and we get to see things that the county may not even know about. And that's why I do think it has been great, our partnership, it has been evolving. Uh, just yesterday, we did the State of the Pike. I don't know if you guys knew about that, but it's going to be, it was an inaugural event, it's going to be an annual event. We had six different county departments, divisions, presenting about what they have done, their, their commitment to the Pike, and what they plan to do in the future. And it was great because we had breakout sessions and people asked really good questions which county staff didn't think about. It's not that they didn't want to do it, they may not have the resources to do it, but it's a great idea, maybe it's something we can do in the future. So again, it comes, my goodness, it comes back to partnership. It absolutely does because there are days, you know, we pull on each other and we push each other and I think it's actually a beautiful thing and I saw that yesterday, how beautiful it was. That's great, and kudos to you for, it sounds like you really did your due diligence to make sure that everyone felt included and involved, and of course, you won't always make everyone happy, but there was enough energy and excitement around it that it was a positive experience. I want to talk about, now that you have a new name, mm -hmm. Columbia Pike Partnership, a yes. new logo, yes. how did you roll that out? How did you communicate the new image, brand, voice to the community? We were very, it was serendipitous, the timing, and we also planned it. We were coming up on our 35th anniversary. And our goal, as you guys know, was to make sure that the logo and all the swag was ready to go for that 35th, which was a little stressful. We had the name, but getting to the logo and getting everyone to feel good about the logo was you know, a little bit more challenging than the name. But we rolled it out on our 35th. So picture this, we are at Penrose Square, which is on the east end of Columbia Pike. We're in front of a new restaurant, which is now open called Takahashi. We tented the entire space. We had over 275 guests attend. Large screen so we could do a presentation with some keynote speakers, uh, Ashley Goff, uh, J.D. Spain, some others. And then to top it all off, well, not to top it all off, we had um, items, menu items from five different ethnically small business uh, owned restaurants on the Pike. And then we then had, um, oh goodness, the dancers. We had an Afghani troupe do some dancing for us uh, toward the end of the event, and it was just amazing. And there we went ahead and we revealed our new name and our new logo up on the big screen, as well as the mugs and the bags and the other things that we could get within our budget. And people celebrated, and it was truly a celebration, which was amazing for me to see, because I've never done a rebranding. And for us to celebrate this, thank you ladies. Thank you for getting us there. I really appreciate it. Now that I look back on it, even though it was October, that was amazing, wasn't it? That was great. It was such a fun night. It, it, was, it was a fun night and it was, I, I think what was especially, you know, for those of us who don't live or work on Columbia Pike, um, to come and really feel uh, the the pride and community that exists in your partnership. It is it is it is unlike what you will experience in other nonprofit organizations. Because I, I and this sort of goes back to that idea of representation that like your your purpose for being is to lift up 
all aspects of Columbia Pike, the business community, the residential community, the how, how services are delivered from, from our public sector. It, it's, and it really was tangible in, in how, not just ethnically diverse through food and music and dance it was, but just seeing all of Arlington represented there was pretty pretty special. Uh, you are absolutely correct. We had all walks of life. We had the international flags flying. Yes, I mean, just to see all the small business owners there, to see the, the big guys there, to see folks that work in the nail salon there. It was just, it was awesome. Yeah. So, so take, a, take us from that point. So you have a huge unveiling, a celebration in, in October of 21. And we're, we're many months out from that now. How, you know, are you done rolling out the brand or is this, is there, is it continue and where, where are those challenges? So, you know, we thought we did the anniversary party, we made the logo come up and we were done. We, you know, we just went ahead and brushed things off and said we're done. No, not even, not even close. We didn't even have time to take a breath. I was hoping for a week to take a breath. Uh, we kept going. I think it was really important for us to get the word out. Um, as you mentioned, Jennifer, people were there. People who I did not expect to attend were there. A lot of new faces were there, but we wanted to make sure everybody knew. So we had some advertisements taken out on um, Now, The Chamber, I'm trying to remember some other places, really getting out on social media, also hitting some actual news press, just to make sure that people knew who we were and who we identified now as, which was just phenomenal. Of course, we also had some IRS paperwork to do and some of that other fun, wonderful things, which I have a checklist for, for anyone who is rebranding in the future, if you would like that checklist, happy to share. Um, but the work continues, because we still have people who say CPRO, and we have people who are now trying to create a new acronym for us, and we are trying desperately for one year to say Columbia Pipe Partnership. However, the other day, someone called me CP2, and I thought it was like RTD2. So if we could get like another little logo that looks like, I don't know, just kidding. <laughs> but the work is gonna definitely continue and I, I'm very excited that it continues. I'm excited about the logo because it took us a while to get there. And as you said, Jennifer, going back to an earlier point, I love our logo because it's about color and it's about bringing people together on a journey. And that's why I'm in love with it. And that's why I have it here in my bag right here, but you can't see it. We like it too, very much. I want to talk about, we talked about communication, um, teaching people and showing people the new brand externally, but what about internal staff? How have you trained the staff? Um, I think that there, it's really important to have that brand continuity, that everyone's saying the same thing, working from the same playbook. So did you document everything into a brand guide? Uh, do you hold internal workshops? Like, How do you keep everyone on staff communicating in the same format? I think what really helped is some of the actual uh, materials that you provided initially, because we played off of those. Okay. So that was the brand guide and the messaging and the board training that you did. And we continue to expand upon that. Um, so internally, as a team, you know, we have team meetings three, three days a week. We do save our Friday team meetings for things like this, messaging. Uh, and our board, we try to do a reminder for them at the beginning or at the end of each board meeting, because we're still trying to train them not to say CPRO. Because um, it's hard, we've been around for 35 years. I mean, that is a really hard thing to do. Um, but we're, we're all getting there, and it's great. And we all remind each other, and every so often we'll slip. But you know, in one year's time, we're all gonna be there. I love it. 
And this was a journey. I mean, this was multi-years. Mm -hmm. Was it worth it? Absolutely. I mean, you guys have given me a chance today to look back on it, and it was truly a journey. I am so glad we are here, because it represents who we are. Um, you know, we've been around for 35 years, and you know, we struggled with our identity through that time, but I think we have landed. You know, we have landed the ship, now we're gonna offload the ship, and we're gonna do great things um, on land. Now that you've been through this at the you know the helm of the Columbia Pike Partnership, and you've um, you know you, you have some time to reflect, do you ever find yourself looking around, um, you know, just the world that we live in, and and saying they need to rebrand, they need to rebrand, they should totally rebrand? Ah, uh, so I mean the answer is going to be yes. Um, and, and I'm sure there's other examples, but one I'm gonna bring up is I actually coach gymnastics on the side. It's something I'm actually very proud of because we're not just creating gymnasts, but we're creating young ladies, we're creating young leaders um, for the future. And USA Gymnastics, uh, it had definitely a troubled past. It is something it is trying to remove itself from and to uh, arise from. And if they are legally allowed to do it, it is absolutely time for a rebrand because you know every year I have to certify with USA Gymnastics and that does not say who I am. And that is challenging for me, but the reason I stick with it is because I wanna be that coach that shows those girls what to be and how to be proud of themselves and how to stand up for themselves. And that's what USA Gymnastics needs to do. What about the USA Gymnastics brand is like what's missing, what's not being represented in the, in the brand in its current form? Well, I think there's just so much history behind it, which makes it challenging. Um, I mean, I know Columbia Pike Partnership, I'm sorry, Columbia Pike Revitalization Organization, now Columbia Pike Partnership, uh, we had as much history as well, but it wasn't as traumatic. So USA Gymnastics, I believe, needs to go back, and they need to say, you know, how do we come out of the ashes? How do we create that phoenix? And how do we show that the girls, the athletes, the young ladies are number one? It's not just about the sport, it's not just about winning, but these young ladies who are taking us there and allowing us to be successful, how do we show it's about them? I think you make a really good point in that I think sometimes people overlook the fact that brand also includes the people. You said as an instructor, I want to be proud of the brand that I'm working for and it really is rallying the people inside the organization to be those ambassadors to get that message out and if there's a misalignment there, it's hard to do that. And that's a really, really good point. And I've been so fortunate where I am that everyone just gravitated to it for and just took it on. But yeah, I can see that, absolutely. I, I think it's interesting that, you know, talking about gymnastics, it's a summer sport in the Olympics, mm -hmm. but, you know, we're in Olympic season um, as we record this, so it's top of mind, but we're also in uh, Super Bowl season. Yes. Um, which. For some of us in marketing, that's a very fun time of year to uh, get inspired, pick apart brands, uh, you know, be wowed, be bored, but certainly uh, to be, what do we call it, a Monday morning quarterback of, of what shoulda, coulda been. Uh, is there anything about Super Bowl brands that uh, brings to mind a brand that, that, that makes you feel uh, good, bad? 
So, um, gosh, so going back, um, I know there's been a lot of great ads over the past few years, but there is one that just kind of sticks with me. Maybe it's because of my background in management consulting, maybe it's my background about what I do, but back, I think it was 1998, there was an EDS commercial. I don't even know if EDS is still around, but it was herding cats. Literally, you had cowboys on horses, corralling and herding cats. Yes, felines, kitties. And I love that commercial so much because now in my professional life, it, it kind of speaks to me because sometimes that's what we do, but we all get there and everybody gets there safely. And I love that commercial. Someone let me know if EDS is still around though. Kim, I wanna um, talk about lessons learned. You went through this brand. It was a huge success. You feel like you've finally landed on the right identity for Columbia Pike Partnership. What advice would you give our listeners who are perhaps considering a rebrand, a refresh? What would you tell Kim two years ago before you started all this that you wish you would have known? That, goodness, great question. Number one, I would ask them for their flowchart and I would ask them for their checklists. Uh, number two, be patient with yourself and tell those stakeholders that you're working with that they're gonna have to be patient as well. Give yourself, forgive yourselves because it is gonna take some time. The creative process is not black and white. I mean, with our logo, it is very colorful. It is gonna take some time, and, and you, have to, you have to give yourself timelines that make sense and not be too hard on yourself. And that's what I would say. I love that. I think, you know, we always talk about in the creative process, they're like intentional um, iteration time. Uh, you know, certainly you can get from here to done very quickly, but, you know, you, if you want that quality piece, then you really have to plan, plan to, to be willing to sit with things and ideas and not have that snap judgment as you make all these really large decisions. But before, before we, we close here, Kim, um, you know, your brand is all about partnership. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, I'd love to give you the, the opportunity to, to shout out some brands that might be part of your community, um, your partnership, and, and, and share some of the, the, the change and development that you're seeing in, in brands along the Columbia Pike area. Well, that's great. Uh, I think COVID has been, as many people say, a blessing and a curse. We've had a lot of silver linings. Many of our mom and pop legacy restaurants and businesses, they relied on the regular customers. And then when COVID happened, they said, oh my goodness, I can't just have Kim go take a picture of my menu and put it on Facebook. We need a website, we need e-commerce. So we have partnered with uh, BizLaunch over at Arlington Economic Development. They're doing programs such as Grants 2.0 and Relaunch. So we have now restaurants such as Rincon Thai and Dama and Let's See Latouche and Cafe Cezanne. These are folks who never had websites, who never had media presence. And now they're killing it. I mean, now they are, they don't just have their regulars, but they have new people really experiencing these these folks and their food is great their culture is great and it's what makes columbia pike such an amazing place and i'm so glad they're getting the word out there so more people can experience it well and i think that's a direct correlation to your leadership for the columbia pike partnership and i know that you host 
uh, workshops for them where they can learn more about how to market their business, how to work on their brand. So I think you're continuing to do an amazing job. And, you know, this conversation has been so much fun. Um, on I know that Arlington Strategy loved helping with the rebrand, and we're excited. Thank you. We're excited to, to watch you guys continue to evolve and develop, and, and we're going to be cheering for you. Kim, how do people find you and Columbia Pike Partnership? Where can where can they go online to find you guys? You can find us at ColumbiaPike.org. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter, Columbia Pike VA. But you will find us, no matter what you put in. Put in Columbia Pike, you will find us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And if you guys liked what you heard, share it with a friend. And please don't forget to leave us a review. We will talk to you again next time. Thanks, Kim. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of The M Word. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter. And we'd really love it if you would leave us a review. Until next time, don't be afraid to be uncensored. The M Word is an Arlington Strategy production hosted by Jennifer Molchandani and Heather Michaelgard. Our theme music is Golden Reflections of the Sun by Vlad Glushenko. Graphic design by Kayla Fagan. Sound engineering and editing by Ben Molchandani and Nina Sofia Pacheco. Editing by Nina Sofia Pacheco and Janelle Walters.